You are listening to the Asking for a Friend podcast, an elder-led ministry of Believers Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and knowledge of God's people. My name is Jason Rowland. I'm the pastor of Believers Baptist Church, and it is good to be with you. We are actually recording this on a beautiful August morning in Texas. What makes this beautiful? It is so hot outside. <laughs> it is still beautiful, though. It is. It is. Yeah. As long yeah. as you're inside the air conditioner looking out the window. Well, I would not argue with that at all. Yes, uh, the other voice that you just heard is Philip Castleton, <laughs> one of the elders of Believers Baptist Church. And so it is our joy to come with you. We have actually not recorded since May of 2021. This is now August of 2021. And so we've um, gone through a summer, um, we've gone through a sabbatical, Mm -hmm. and where I was out actually for five weeks, and so we did two months basically of replays of previous Asking for a Friend podcast, and so um, we're excited about coming back this morning and recording the podcast that we're recording now for this episode, and then the subsequent episodes that we uh, will bring to you for the month of September 2021. Now... Philip, the last thing that we recorded before we started the replays, uh, we were playing, um, recording rather, a Sermon uh, on the Mount episodes. Right, some of the Beatitudes. Some of the Beatitudes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so we want to continue that, but we did have a question that came to us, and it's about fasting. And so we want to answer that question on this episode, and then uh, the next episode, and uh, as I said, through the rest of this month in September, uh, we'll go back into the Beatitudes, and we'll talk about um, what is it to be merciful, um, how do we, um, as the pure in heart, see God, um, why are peacemakers called the sons of God. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. But today, let's talk about what is the role of fasting in the life of of the believer. What is the role of fasting in the life of the believer? Now, when we think about fasting, um, we recognize that that's one of the spiritual disciplines that God has given. And when I say spiritual discipline, uh, some people might call it means of grace. One of the ways in which God has given us in which we can grow spiritually. The, the, the sanctification process that the Holy Spirit would work in us is done by our working with the Holy Spirit in in obedience to the spiritual disciplines like Bible intake, like prayer, mm-hmm. worship attendance. And fasting then would be one of those spiritual disciplines. And of all the spiritual disciplines, I think you would agree with me, this is probably the most fearful and for, probably the one, probably the most neglected as well. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yes, this it's the most fearful one for at least American American Christian Christianity, mm-hmm. because we're very indulgent. We we have everything we want in terms of food at our fingertips. So that to think that we would have to skip a meal uh, for a spiritual reason, um, that would be something that we would not give. Um, Real serious thought, too. Now, if we're going to skip a meal for for, uh, dieting, Mm -hmm. we're going to skip a meal for some kind of physical health reason, uh, we'll readily do that. Yeah, well, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, You know, we tend to we tend to seek out the things that ultimately we're hungry for, right? So, um, if my flesh is hungry, I'll put a hamburger down my throat, right? Right. 
if my if my vanity if my vanity is is crying out loud enough, then I might skip a meal or two, right? right? To lose an inch or two around my waist, right? Right. I mean, because um, I don't fit in that dress, or you know, my pants a little too tight, or whatever the case may be. Right. And but all of those things ultimately <clears throat> don't really provide any um, I- anything ultimately for us, other than you know feeding our flesh. Right. And and that's I think that's what it boils down to. If if your flesh is hungry, you feed it. Um, if your spirit is hungry, you feed it. And I think that's really, when we talk about fasting, that's probably the way we ought to understand it. It's it's a way, and you were talking about it being a spiritual discipline along with prayer and Bible reading, but I think it's one of those things that actually <clears throat> comes alongside as well, those two particular things, giving, giving you more depth and... Um, um, for example, and let me, maybe this will make more sense. Um, our prayers can off be cold, right? We we can be we can do them mechanically. We can do them, you know, in such a way. But I think when we recognize that we we need we have a hunger spiritually. There's a spiritual need in our life, and we set aside the the, the fleshly appetites, right? We set them aside. We we put them aside, and and we fast in in conjunction with that prayer, mm-hmm. or we fast in conjunction with that Bible reading. Our goal is then to set the flesh aside and feed that which is uh, is is eternal, our spirit, right? Right. Uh, to give to give credence to that which is is most important. And I think it is a spiritual discipline, but it's not one that is meant to be done. You could read your Bible and read your Bible for it alone. Mm-hmm. You could pray and you could pray for it alone, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't fast and fast just for the sake of fasting. Fasting always has something spiritual, uh, a, a spiritual purpose mm-hmm. um, involved in it. In fact, um, if you're f- fasting and you're not um, and you're not seeking to fill that time with prayer or Bible reading or something like that, you're just going hungry. Yes. There is no spiritual benefit at all. Yes, I agree. I yeah. agree. And so the spiritual disciplines really are um, the way that God works in us outward. So he works inward, outward through the, the spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. For example, what I mean is that people are outside of us and mm-hmm. other people are a means of grace to us. Yes. Um, or circumstances even. Mm-hmm. Um, are a means of grace and and the way that that God is providentially working in our lives, mm-hmm. uh, but those things are outside of us. Right. But but the spiritual disciplines, I have to make myself. I have to be in obedience and agreement with the Holy Spirit that I'm going to sit down at a certain time. I'm going to open the Word of God and I'm going to let the Word of God work in me right. and and work out. The, the salvation that God is working in me. Right. And fasting would be one of those. And as you said, fasting is one of those spiritual disciplines in which the the purpose is um, something other than itself. Mm-hmm. Just going without food doesn't accomplish anything. Um, it does, spiritually speaking, it yeah. does obviously accomplishes something if you're on a diet or working um, some kind of medical treatment or something like that. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about fasting, I think that's the thing that that has as itself um, less benefit, as you're saying, um, 
than than any of the other spiritual disciplines. And I think that uh, maybe what you said to me is probably the most um, neglected one too. Oh, oh yeah. I, and I think because we can find, um, even if it's mechanical, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not uh, certainly not encouraging that it, it be that way. But even if it's mechanical, I can read my Bible, right? right. Um, I might not get any benefit from it, but I can read it. Right. Um, I can, uh, I, and, and I think people do oftentimes read their Bible in that way. Right. Um, even prayer. I mean, they could say, this is my prayer time, and they can mouth words that, and I'm not, I, I'm not pointing this at anybody in particular, but you know, we, we're all tend to have probably, probably moments where this is true of us, right? Mm-hmm. Where prayer becomes mechanical. Fasting's not one of those things, right? right? I mean, it's just something that we wouldn't do outside of um, some kind of vain, um, temporal, maybe is a better way of saying, exercise for uh, uh, health benefits or something that effect. Um, As a spiritual discipline, it's not something that we would do even mechanically. Okay, every Monday, I'm I'm just not going to eat and hoping that I gain some spiritual benefit from it. We just don't do that. Where we might mechanically read our Bible or mechanically pray, we won't. It's one of those that is absolutely probably the most neglected. Right. And I think, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I think people fear it. I think that people fear if we we get that serious, if we go so far as to start fasting um, and do it for a spiritual reason— then God's going to make us do something that we want to don't want to do, or we're going to be this hollow-eyed fanatic that people are going to point to and say, you know, what's wrong with him? Because yeah. um, he is uh, really strange in the way that he is uh, living his life. And so I, I think that, you know, we tend to think, again, I'm, I'm talking about in our American Christianity, we tend to think that fasting is for the elite, if you will, for the, the really spiritual that want to really go a, a different level. Mm-hmm. And you know, we can we can get by. God God gives us mercy and grace if we don't want to go that level, and we don't really want to deny ourselves because that's what it is. Sure, uh, fasting is a denial of self. <laughs> And um, you know, let me just before we continue on. Oh, uh, every, all this that you're talking about makes me think back to this: the woman at the well episode, uh-huh. right? At the end of it, he's you know he's this woman has gone back to Sychar. She's told everybody, "Come see this man," right? Well, if you remember in that story, the whole time the disciples are gone to go get food, right? And they come back, right? He's been on this long journey. He's hot. He's tired, and they want him to eat, master eat, and he keeps saying. I have food that you know not of. Right. Right. And I think even though it, it, it's not necessarily listed or, or, or explained in, in any kind of a way of fasting, there's a sense in which what Jesus is saying is the real satisfaction, the real satisfaction that you don't seem to understand just yet comes through um, obedience to, right? Right. And, um, and, and, and doing the will of my father doing the work that he has called me to accomplish. That is where real satisfaction is found. And I think about that and what the whole time you're talking, thinking that's the purpose of fasting, right? right? right. Is to rec- to deny my physical for a period of time and find ultimate satisfaction in Christ and Christ alone. Yes. And not be and where um, I'm so longing for him and so desiring him and so satisfied by him that the temporal necessities, maybe even the temporal pleasures, the temporal appetites that normally control me have been set aside. Right. And you can also fast when there's a sense of 
brokenness or repentance. We see that sure. numerous times in Scripture, in fact. Right. This idea of, for, of, of fasting because of repentance. The people of Nineveh, right. remember when the king told the people to fast. Esther, when mm-hmm. she's going to go to the, before the king to um, help her own people, she says, pray and fast for me. Mm-hmm. So we, we see that fasting has this sense of, I, I want a lo- I long to be closer and to have this intimate kind of a relationship with the Lord Jesus or with the Father through fasting because I'm denying myself. But at the same time, I, I recognize that my sin is so heinous, my need is so great mm-hmm. that I've got to forego any other temporal need for this moment to, to deal with it. And, and it's really very, very practical in the sense that we're inundated with messages all the time that say, satisfy your, your needs. Yes. Satisfy your flesh. Satisfy, you know, you see those commercials, you deserve this and you deserve that and you need this and you need that. Your neighbor has it, you need it as well. And, um, and Jesus comes along and says, when you fast, mm-hmm. right? When you fast, mm-hmm. assuming uh, not, um, uh, not if you fast, Right. But but when you fast, that uh, every so often it, it, we need to reset and recognize that that all the, the culture that screams at us to satisfy these these your flesh, these temporal desires, these temporal deals to satisfy that. No, set that aside. Completely ignore all of those things that are screaming at you, mm-hmm. and look for me, and look for me alone. Right. And I think that there's is a sense in which it's healthy in that sense just to be a reset from all the things that are screaming so loudly at us. Right. Well, and let's go to the text that speaks to what you just mentioned when Jesus says, when you fast. This is in Matthew chapter 6, and we will be in Matthew chapter 5 when we come to the subsequent podcast for this month, at this month of September of 2021. But in Matthew chapter 6, really beginning in verse 16, Jesus says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received the reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Now you pointed out, Philip, that what Jesus is saying here is not if you fast, but when you fast, just as he says in verse 7 of the same chapter, when you pray. Mm -hmm. Now we don't ever excuse prayer and say, well, it's optional. It's something that you don't nearly necessarily have to be involved in. But we do the, do that with fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus also says um, in this same chapter, verse two, when you give, mm-hmm. and we don't necessarily excuse ourselves from giving. No, we don't. And um, but but we tend to get, uh, excuse ourselves from fasting. Right. And what's interesting about all th- all three of these this this giving, praying, and fasting, there is a temptation for all of us to do them for vain reasons. That which is really the warning yes. in this, right? I can give in such a way that I glean um, praise from my brothers and sisters around me who see me do it. Right. I can pray in such a way that look makes me look particularly spiritual. I can fast in such a way that makes me look like I have a a unique Unique relationship to God that you know right. uh, that I'm I'm more spiritual than all those people around me. And His warning in all three of these is he, there is no spiritual benefit from these things 
if you seek the temporal benefit. Right. 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 If you could forego the temporal, then there is real spiritual benefit in all of these things. Yes. And, and that's what Jesus means when he says, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites, a reference to the Pharisees yeah. and the religious man-made system that they had put up so that they could somehow commend themselves to God by their outward actions, and they would make their faces gloomy uh, so that they would be seen, as you said, by others. Jesus makes that point here. Yeah, it's almost as if they assume that God is just as gullible as the people walking around, right? Right. I can dupe them by um, you know, putting on a sad face and making it obvious that I've that I haven't eaten all day long. Yeah, and but I've well, done it Philip, what's I'm, wrong with you? Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm fasting for the Lord. Yeah. You know, but they, they act as if God is that gullible, right? right? That right. they can dupe him as well. Right. And he's saying, don't be, don't be deceived. Don't right. be fooled. You're not getting anything past me. Right. The benefit comes from when you do this in secret and you do it for the sake of the spiritual benefit only. Right. You know, not for anything temporal you can get out of it. Yes. And in fact, the, the point is that they actually thought that they were doing God a favor. And God says not only here in this New Testament, but throughout the Old Testament, he said repeatedly, I don't need your outward uh, lip service. Right. I don't need your uh, superficial sacrifices. Yeah. I don't need those things. I'm not looking for those things. I'm looking for a heart. Actually, the entire Sermon on the Mount yes. is 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 yes. an exposition. Let me give you my my view on the uh, on the Sermon on the Mount. It's an exposition of the law, it, and and some people you hear some commentators say this. Well, they came along and Jesus upped the ante when he brought in the Sermon on the Mount, saying, you know, he 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 raised the the bar. I don't think that's true. I think what he's saying is you've never understood the intent of the law. You thought that it only spoke externally, right? You thought it only controlled, you know, your eyes. I mean, you know, and your, I mean, your hands and your feet. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, it controls your heart and your eyes and right. your mind, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It actually makes demands on those things. And so when he gets here, it's not enough, right, mm -hmm. that you did the action. Right. You, you're not. You're not accomplishing anything by actually missing out on the food. You've not, you've, you've accomplished nothing because what I see is the intent of the heart, right? Mm -hmm. That's the point in the giving. That's the point in the praying. That's the point in all the Beatitudes, the ones we'll address later, mm -hmm. the ones we've addressed before in podcasts. Mm -hmm. The point is, is they, these Beatitudes speak in such a way that they say the standard is so high. The law requires so much. You don't understand it. You've never understood it. And you look just like the Pharisees did, for ways to make it about external um, actions instead of an internal heart position. Right. To circumvent yeah. the, the heart condition right. and, and do something that I could actually accomplish. Yes. yes. And, and that's, I think, the whole argument through the Sermon on the Mount. And he just nails, he, he just hits it from every angle. Right. right. He just says, you've never understood. You've never understood. You've manipulated. You've turned. You've twisted. You've done everything you can to make... Um, the law um, acceptable and 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 a goal which we which you can uh, achieve. Right. And he's saying you don't understand God's holiness. Right. Right. And that's why he says, like in verse twenty of I think it's chapter five. You know, unless your um, righteousness exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees, you'll never see the kingdom. Right. Right. Never enter the kingdom. So, so this is the point that that is being um, articulated here. And when we get to fasting. 
I mean, he's just making the point. Even something that is so, you would think it can be nothing but spiritual, you have managed to twist and warp in such a way to, to make it about you. Right. To receive the praise of men or the accolades of men. Yeah. And that, and that is your reward. If you do that, if you make your face gloomy and they acknowledge how spiritual you are for doing this, you've received your reward. Yeah. But it, when we fast... We are to anoint our head and wash our face. That is, we don't have to advertise what we're doing. There's no self-promotion in that. No, in fact, it's just the opposite. In fact, you should look so bright and cheery as if you just had the most fulfilling meal of your life Mm -hmm. and you're walking around satisfied. Mm -hmm. He said you should look as if there's really a true satisfaction that has been achieved through this so nobody would know. That right. you've gone without. Right. And yeah. the Father is pleased by that. And, and the Father sees and will reward you. Now, I don't know exactly what the reward will be. I don't know what that will be. Uh, it could be just a, a sense of assurance. It could be a sense of forgiveness. It could be a sense of um, just peace that passes all understanding. Mm-hmm. It could will. be a deeper walk and, and understanding right. of the scriptures. Right. I mean, really, because that's what fasting I would under, I would think is is often for, is is uh, a sense in which we get a, a better, deeper understanding of who God is in our relationship that deepens and so right. forth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, in our culture that people, in order to, to perhaps get away from the idea of a food fast... Because that's what the Bible is pointing to. That's what we see over and over again in the scriptures, a food fast, sometimes water. Um, but, and we, and we can talk about that more in a moment, but in our culture, we, we now say we're going to fast from social media. We're going to fast from um, uh, television. We're going we're gonna to fast from these other things in our life which aren't necessarily necessities, mm-hmm. which loses, again, I think, the, the significance of the fast. Yeah. Um, TV is not a necessity for us. That's right. You, uh, you can, your, your, your heart will still beat and your, you know, and your bodily functions will still work. Right. Even if you don't you know, consume TV. Well, I know some kids who might think differently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, if yeah, their yeah. video games got taken away. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, and well, we don't need social media. And mm-hmm. we, we don't need some of those kinds of fast that we put into uh, a, a place in which the Bible doesn't really address that. The only time that I can think of that we can see a fasting of sort is when Paul says that husband and wife abstain for a time mm-hmm. uh, so that they could focus spiritually. But it, again, then... It's not that, a need. Well, I might argue differently there, but but that but even then though that is again we have the, the the whole reason for fasting there is for a spiritual gain, yes, and not for anything other than that, right? Yeah, yeah. So what I think that we see normally in the scripture is the the idea of a food fast, uh, Matthew chapter four verse two. After fasting forty days and forty nights, Jesus was hungry. We see that also in Luke 4, verse 2. He says that he ate nothing during those days. Um, whether he drank water or not doesn't tell us, you know, because it's a um, scientific, physiological fact that we 
can't live without water mm-hmm. uh, unless it's a supernatural fast. And we see supernatural fast in the scripture like Moses. Mm-hmm. Moses goes and uh, up on the mountain and he says in Matthew, uh, rather Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 9, that he stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. I ate no bread or drank no water. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elijah did the same thing. So mm-hmm. those are supernatural fasts in which there was the absence of food and water. But the normal fast is just the, the food fast that we see. Uh, we also see the partial fast of Daniel mm-hmm. when he said, just give us certain foods and mm-hmm. we'll forego other foods. Right. So that um, at the end of that, it proved uh, a more healthy countenance than the others who had eaten the, the regular food. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, there was a sense of a spiritual reason there mm-hmm. uh, for Daniel. But uh, these, these fasts that we see in Scripture, whether it be normal, partial, um, what the Bible uh, or what scholars and teachers would say, absolute with no bread or no food and no water, um, the the private fast is what we were talking about just a moment ago in Matthew chapter 16, where we see that you do that in secret, so your father sees you in secret and rewards you. Um, we see national fast in the scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I referenced uh, Nineveh earlier. Um, we see that the whole um, city of Nineveh fasted and repented. Right. Uh, when Jonah preached, um, we see that God commanded uh, certain fasts, particularly on the Day of Atonement for the ancient Israelites. So all that to say that I think fasting is a regular pattern of spiritual means for God's um, working sanctification in us. Yeah. No, and, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, and, and, and again, I think it's expected. Um, and I know that there's been times in my life that I've fasted. Um, and I don't know that I've always done it for a spiritual purpose as much as I should. For example, to say I'm going to fast and then um, not read my Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, to fast and not spend that time in prayer, as we said earlier, um, there, there's no reason yeah, you I think, accomplished. Yeah, anything. I think all you're doing there is ultimately going hungry, um, which may not be a bad... You might There might be good physical benefits to that, way, as we've discussed already. I mean, probably wouldn't hurt me to fast quite often just for physical benefits because I um, am overweight. Um, so I, I, I understand that there are, but, but the confusion then is, is in our intent. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it, fasting for physical benefit or health benefit. I mean, if that's your intent, that's fine. But um, if the intent of your fast is to be obedient to, um, uh, to God's word, right, as, as part of our spiritual discipline, and we go without these things and we don't fill that time with prayer or Bible reading or, or whatever the case may be, and then we've accomplished nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and fasting, I think, does uh, some things for us. And these are some of the reasons that I fast. For example, I have fasted to seek God's guidance on a decision, uh, some kind of um, choice, some kind of discernment that I needed to make about something. Um, people that fast to express grief. Um, 
people fast uh, to strengthen their prayers, I think. And part of what we were talking about earlier is uh, doing it with that kind of purpose. Uh, People fast to humble themselves before God. People fast to express concern about um, a certain work of God or over the salvation of a friend, Mm -hmm. uh, over the the medical emergency of a person. You know, we see that with David, right? Right. With his son, um, who's ill, the son that he and Bathsheba conceived together, and the son becomes ill, and David fasts until the son dies. Right. And then he eats. Right. Um, You know, we can fast to uh, minister to others, to overcome temptation, to, to get strength for our temptation, right. uh, our, our rather not our temptation, but our um, ability to withstand, yeah. to look for the way of escape, right. and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think all of those are true, um, you know, expressing love for God and so forth. I mean, we, there's just right. many, many reasons, spiritual reasons, spiritual benefits, um, and, uh, and I think that's really the key to it all. Is and we've I think that's what we've harped on the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if you're doing it for any other reason than to and and if you're fasting without filling that void with, um, you know, uh, prayer or Bible reading, Bible study, something. If uh, you know meditation upon the Word. If if we're filling, if we're not filling that void with one of those things. There is no spiritual benefit. Right. If we're, um, there may be uh, physical benefits. We're not denying that, Uh, but um, but don't don't think that you get credit (laughs) in any sense for that. I don't think the Bible says when you fast here and it gives um, and it gives a a, you know a benefit, a spiritual benefit for a physical outcome. I think the point is if you want spiritual. Um, benefit from it, and there needs to be a spiritual intent behind it. Yeah. You know, you need to uh, avail yourself of of God's grace in in different means. Yes, and, um, and, and something that's come to my mind while you're speaking about this, Philip. We need to make sure that we're not using fasting as some kind of weapon against God, or some kind of means that we're backing God into a corner and we're forcing Him yeah. to do for us what we uh, desire. Right. So if we need guidance or if we are fasting for a friend in a medical crisis or something like that, um, we we can't demand or back God into any corners. Yeah, it's, it would be foolish for us to think that way. Huh? Right. Yeah. Right, but right. We, I think people do stuff like that. I do too. I mean, you know, I've prayed, Lord, you know, you're, you've got, you're bound to me in some way, right. you know, or, you know, I, I didn't eat, you know, on every Monday for the last month, you know, goodness, Lord, I mean, do you owe me something? No, yes. you don't owe you anything. No. Um, this is, so we'd have to be careful yeah, to think rightly about it. Now, let's get, let's get down to the nitty gritty, Philip, okay? Since we recognize that we are supposed to fast, um, we ought to probably encourage one another and our listeners, let's repent for not fasting. We would say the same about prayer. No, you're absolutely right. And maybe that's something we ought to put more emphasis on. Um, when we talk about spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not uncommon for us as as preachers, teachers, whatever, in the context of teaching or, or preaching, right. to say, you know, make sure you're reading your Bible, make right. sure you're praying, right. But we don't often say, make sure you're fasting, make sure you're fasting, right. Make sure that from time to time you set aside all of these things and focus on Christ alone yeah. and His and His benefit. Yeah. So maybe that um, 
maybe there's uh, an admonition there not only to, to them but to us as well right. to, to make sure we're thinking about these things yes. currently. Uh, so uh, we wouldn't, we, you know, we see those TV preachers never fail to mention the giving. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, often uh, I have failed to mention fasting. Well, yeah, I think yeah. we all have. That's, yeah. I think that's, yeah. I think you hit a point that made yeah. a good point there. So maybe um, one of the things that we all can do as we work through this podcast is to think better about fasting and then set a time aside soon and, the and first make sure you go online and tell everybody when you're doing it yes yeah, yeah. post it on social media yeah. I, I, that was a joke yeah. don't do that <laughs> look gloomy yeah yeah and all those kinds of things but um a good good question that has come to us one that that makes us evaluate our own spiritual condition it should absolutely and, and one that uh, we ought to take probably uh, much more seriously i know that is true of myself well, we want to thank everyone who's listened, and thank you for taking the time, and welcome back again to um, the new recordings. As I said at the beginning, this is for the month of September, this first question, what is the role of fasting in the life of the believer? And we appreciate uh, the fact that you have come back to uh, listen to the Asking for a Friend podcast, and our prayer is always that these podcasts are a means of spiritual growth in your life and help and a means of sanctification in your life and we appreciate again any ratings reviews word of mouth whatever that um, you can uh, do to to share this podcast so perhaps it could be a blessing for other people as well amen <music>